Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is food news. This is from CNN. Reese's made a breakfast cake so you can have dessert in the morning. Um, I'm on board. I'm, yeah, I know. <laughs> they had me at Reese's With- and then again at breakfast and then again at cake and then dessert and then morning. So many good words in that headline. A lot of good words here. Um, The candy company is launching a peanut butter and chocolate snack cake, which it's billing as a mid-morning snack. So it's basically like a hostess, but Reese's cake thing. So why is it a mid-morning snack? Just because because of how they're marketing it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The product will come in a two cake package for one ninety nine, and will officially hit stores nationwide in December. Uh, I don't know why we're being made aware of this so soon. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> just got to ramp up. Got to get the next ready for these months. Reese's cakes. There's a, only a few months left. Only a few months for, to prepare. Uh, got to clear some these. space in your pantry. Yeah. Uh, Reese's cited a survey from SiteX, a market research software company, that says 83% of adults in the U.S. say they have indulged in dessert before noon in the past month. <laughs> Which. Uh, Guilty. <laughs> so have I. Yeah. I've had ice cream oh, for breakfast no. a non-zero number of days. So. Oh, I've been pretty good and not had ice cream for breakfast. I'm actually proud of myself for not doing that. But I have had like cake and pie type items yeah. that are left over from maybe yeah. the night before yeah. for breakfast. I, I mean, I can't judge. Uh, I've had a lot of ice cream. Anyway, uh, Mike Orr a brand manager of grocery and snack brands at Reese's owner Hershey, which I, okay, uh, (laughs) said this in a press release. We wanted to create the perfect treat for Reese's fans to satisfy that mid-morning sweet tooth. We know that sometimes you just don't want to wait till lunch. It's Mike. (laughs) It's again, it's Mike Orr. (laughs) I loved that. Thank you. Uh, Reese's isn't the only brand capitalizing on more Americans eating home, uh, eating at home during (laughs) (laughs) eating their homes, eating their homes in in this pandemic. Um, Kraft recently rebranded its macaroni and cheese dinner to add the word breakfast to the box. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. That's so random. Okay. Yeah. They just, I I don't know in what context they put the word breakfast or they just like slap the word breakfast on there. There's just a stamp on it now yeah. that just says breakfast. Though, I feel bad for laughing now because, like, the reason is actually pretty good. Oh. They're hoping the label will take away some of the shame associated with parents serving their kids something easy to make oh. in the morning, which I think is a nice yeah. idea. Okay. It's also kind of random, though. <laughs> I, that sentiment is a nice sentiment. Yeah, it's okay. a nice idea. But also, I don't think slapping breakfast on the box <laughs> really makes that much. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe it would help some people just, like, feel like that's just okay. feel more comfortable with it which i feel like there shouldn't be a problem with that yeah always i, I would eat mac and cheese every every day of every every meal every day I, I love mac and cheese really you can eat whatever you want for breakfast there's you can no eat whatever foods you that want are like whenever. off limits for bre- for any meal yeah really no I mean, it's all it's all social rules or yeah. societal norms that right. don't that don't actually that don't matter. Really mean anything so eat what you want i mean in moderation and also try to get your needed nutrients and stuff i guess but i mean yes you, you if you it's good to try to stay healthy but i'm just saying it's not like but you know you if want you, when you legitimately want. want to have 
macaroni for breakfast, like, who cares? Yeah. If you want some chicken nuggets for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you want bacon for dinner. Right. Breakfast for dinner. I mean, egg, breakfast for dinner is already dinner. a thing. Breakfast for yeah. dinner. That's a thing. Why not dinner for breakfast? And then there's brunch, which is just like, we don't care. All, just eat, a, all ru- eat. No rules. Eat breakfast or lunch and eat it late in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's. There's no rules, just right. Outback Steakhouse. Okay. My first story is food news. And this is actually from thehill.com, which normally reports on political things, but oh. that's because this has a kind of a political connotation to it, but okay. um, you'll see why. That's why I'm <laughs> laughing. The headline is, Nebraska man's city council argument to rename boneless chicken wings goes viral. Wait, what does he want to Nebra- call? Oh, I, I guess he'll say I, that. I will. <laughs> I desperately want to know, though. Um, also, listen to this guy's name. Oh, boy. Nebraska man named Ander Christensen. Hmm. Isn't that weirdly similar? That's basically my to name. To your name. Okay. Um, it went viral this week after solemnly calling on the city council in Lincoln, Nebraska, to consider renaming boneless chicken wings uh-huh. in their city. Uh-huh. Lincoln, the, oh, this is a quote from him. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. Oh, boy. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning. I'm not glad he shares my name. Treating things as though they're normal. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. Oh, boy. I propose <laughs> that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. Wait, he just wants to get rid of the name? Yeah, he just wants the He doesn't have a suggestion name. of an alternative? Or? Um, no, he does. Okay. Oh. Um, do you want to hear the other quotes? Yeah, sorry. I- um... It just sounded like he wanted to stop saying them, like they would cease to exist or something. No. Um, (laughs) He argued that the meat found in boneless chicken wings does not necessarily come from the wing of a chicken. He also argued that boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. And he said this, I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go to order boneless club sandwiches. He's not, I guess he's technically not wrong. About that. Um, he suggested, finally, that the city should call the dish buffalo-style chicken tenders, wet tenders, saucy nugs, or trash. Okay, so he doesn't like boneless chicken wings. I get, I take it. We <laughs> had a whole speech about this. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. It's so oh, stupid. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. I don't support this man in his crusade. <laughs> I don't, it's just... Despite the similarities in her name. Okay, after he did this testimony, um, someone was like, that on the city council was like, that's my son, but then did not explain <laughs> why they did this. <laughs> and that's wait. the end of the story. <laughs> wait, 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 no, wait. The, <laughs> the city council member was like, that's my, like, the person... The person this Ander the person speech. or whatever yes. was the city council member's son? Yes. But then no further context was given. Yes. They just said that and then moved on like that was a normal thing yes. to just say by itself. Yes. What on earth is this story? I don't know. I just, I can't. I just can't. I just found this and I was like, I just don't understand anything about the world anymore. I'm so confused. I just. Okay. He, he so, proposed to the city council that boneless chicken wings should re, be renamed Saucy Nugs or Trash. 
Which is in a city council meeting. I was like, I'm just. Do you have anything better to do with your time? Like maybe he was. Do any of us have anything better to focus on right now? Really, I thought my reaction to this was like he just wanted people to laugh because it's dark times. That's what I thought. Hopefully, that was the intention. I, I and he's not actually passionate about this because yikes. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's counterpoint so counterpoint to all ridiculous. his arguments. Like the reason that they're boneless chicken wings is because you can get them you get them prepared in the same way as a bone-in chicken wing. Like you get them with like a sauce or like a dry rub or something. And I'd say that's what yeah. sets them apart from something like a chicken tender. Sure they're not technically wings, but like eh. But you still order like a pack of, of and them. And also, like, with the when sauce. you get wings, don't they sometimes have drumsticks in them? Like, isn't it, or is it always. Yeah, no, they have drumsticks in yeah, them. Yeah, sometimes there's like so a mix a of chicken parts. So it's like, I don't know, his argument falls apart. I don't agree. I just think this was so strange. Yeah. And I yeah, it was. just wanted to. That's my son. I just, <laughs> I just, I couldn't not talk about this because it was so confusing. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't watch any the video. Apparently, there's a video going around of of his speech, mm-hmm. but I didn't watch that. But yeah, that this article was just like city council member identified the speaker as his son, although he did not immediately explain the catalyst for the testimony. It's like, <laughs> why did he do this? Yeah, it's I like don't know. it's it's not like he said that's my son. Like as he was just, if he was like proud of what had just. happened. No, something. I think I it was just like, yeah, that's my son so, over there. Like, that's my like, son. I Sorry. Like, what? I, <laughs> what is this? I need to know the inflection. <laughs> I guess maybe the video the would inflection. clear that up. And I don't know if that part's in the video. Oh, well then, yeah. Even. I, I don't know. know. Just don't the know. article said this. I, I, don't know I have what to one do with source. This. I just um <laughs> so you don't you don't agree that we should call boneless wings trash. Trash. No, <laughs> no I don't. I prefer a boneless wing. I don't like. I don't like the I effort. I do too. I don't like the effort of a of like removing the meat from a from the bone. It's really messy to yeah. eat. Why do I need all this extra effort? I can eat. So like this is probably sacrilege, but I can eat boneless chicken wings with a fork, and I like that. I like not having to get like sauce all too. over my fingers. Sorry. I like that too. I'm I like not, that too. Actually, I'm no, not I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry at all. You. Come for me. I like to not have to get sauce all over my hands. Like mm-hmm. I'm in the Middle Ages. Yeah. The only food that I want to do that with is ribs. Yeah, but even that, I'm very apprehensive about it. Like, if there was a way to eat ribs and not get your hands all, like, dirty, then I would do it that way. That's fair. My next story is Space News. This is from Engadget. Uh, And this is one of those stories where it was just so dense with information I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I'm just going to probably end up reading a lot of the article verbatim. Okay. And we're all going to learn something, hopefully. Cool. Um, so this, is, the headline is, Astronomers spot a super rare class of black hole for the first time. There's classes of black hole? See, that's one of the things I learned. Oh, okay. So, historically, the black holes that astronomers have found come in two distinct sizes. Stellar black holes... Um, which are apparently also known as collapsars, which is a great name because it's a star that collapsed. Oh, yeah. Um, which are born from the implosion of dying stars, which I said, uh, and have a <laughs> mass range of five to several tens of that of their stellar mass. So they're more massive, massive in the massive in the mass sense. Okay, okay. Um, 
So they're more massive than the stars themselves, but not that much more massive. And then there's supermassive black holes, which have a mass range of millions to billions that of our sun. So these are the ones that are just like enormous. I think that's the one. I guess I did know that about supermassive black holes because that one song. Right. Oh yeah. There's a song. Yeah. From by Muse, called. I don't know if I know the song, but I definitely recognize that it's a song, one part a of song it, about it. One part of it goes super massive, and that's the only part I remember right now. <laughs> I think the supermassive black hole, is it that what they think is at the center of the gal- like the galaxy or something? Probably. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Um, however, finding a black hole with a mass range that falls between the two has been rare. Hmm. Until today. <laughs> Until now. It's my favorite. It's my favorite trope in these stories. Yeah. Until now. It's like every single one has that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) An international team of astronomers working with the Laser Interferometry Gravitational Wave Observatory Scientific Collaboration, or abbreviated LSC, somehow, uh, and the, <laughs> That's only three letters. Wasn't for that a like seven-word acronym. Five, seven, I'm um, like five, six words. Yeah. Which would be L-I-G-W-O-S-C, which would be Ligwask, which is very good. Um, and so they're working with that organization and the Virgo collaboration. They announced on Wednesday that they have, for the first time in history, directly observed the gravitational waves generated by the formation of what is known as an intermediate mass black hole, which is one with this one in particular had 142 times the mass of our local star. So it falls in that intermediate range between the ones that come from collapsed stars and the supermassive black holes. Okay. And they've, like, it's apparently really rare than, or they've never actually observed something from a black hole in that range of masses. Hmm. Um, So according to Vanderbilt University research assistant professor, Dr. Uh, Karanjani, the signal itself was minuscule, a mere four squiggly lines lasting just a tenth of a second, which seems like a lot to draw a conclusion from. But they know, they know better than we do. They're astronomers. But they know. But they know. They know. Um, but its implications for understanding of the cosmos are immense. Uh, Dr. Johnny said, we were able to confirm that this came from a collision of two black holes. Both of those are extremely massive, something that we know stars cannot make. So, like, I guess I'll say it later, too. But basically, they're too big to have come from a collapsing star. Like, we've never observed a black hole that resulted from a collapsing star and had this most ma- this much mass. Okay. Um, is, is essentially what they're saying. Uh, the individual black holes weighed roughly um, 85 and 65 times the mass of the sun, respectively. Both are beyond the theoretical weight limit of collapsars. When they smashed together six billion years ago in a region of space five gigaparsecs away, they released eight solar masses of energy in the form of a gravitational wave and gave birth to the even more massive black hole that the team detected. So there were two big black holes that were already bigger than like anything a star could create. They smashed together and created a new bigger black hole, but it's not a super massive black hole. It's this intermediate range. one. How, wait, how, how how do they know that it's two that smashed together? Cause it released this amount of energy, I guess. And And that's the only way. There's no other explanation, I guess. Huh. 
Again, I'm kind of just trusting this is science just so here. so much information. It's a lot. For them I know. That's why like... it's like, it's so dense. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's so like, dense. I feel like they're making these conclusions off of a very small amount of data, <laughs> but that's what you have to do in astronomy, I yeah. guess. Dr. Johnny said, the system we've discovered is so bizarre that it breaks a number of previous assumptions about how black holes form. Hmm. So like, that's why this is such like big news is because okay. like this totally blows away a lot of their existing theories. Um, he hmm. notes that the process for making uh, a black hole like this is 500 times more rare than that of either stellar or supermassive black holes. Wow. Uh, on par with the odds of intercepting a golf ball shot from Argentina in mid-flight with a second golf ball shot from China, which is a wild metaphor. <laughs> um, Whoa. But that rare, like, just for these something like this to happen. Wow. Um he said, we've looked into every known scenario that would have created this black hole, but we don't have a conclusive explanation for it just yet. What we do know for certain is that whatever makes this intermediate mass black hole is a much rarer process. We will need to find many more to understand their origins. So, But they probably won't because of how rare they are. Right. So it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. It's like, oh, we found a black hole that's like in between other black holes. <laughs> but <laughs> it's apparently just so rare and yeah. like unexplainable that it's kind of turning us like this side of astronomy on its head. Which wow. Is pretty cool. There's so, I, I know we say this like every time, but yeah. like, I love how many, there's just so many things to discover in space. Yeah. There's so much we don't know. There's so much space, Alex. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's so, so much, of, much it. of it. So much stuff out there. And it's full of black holes. Black holes do scare me though. They're, they're a terrifying concept. Luckily we'll never have to deal with one. Hopefully. In our Unless lifetimes, definitely not. All, the, all of the math has been wrong, and yeah. one just They're consumes just, the whole solar system. Right, all the math's been wrong, and there's actually just one rushing towards our planet. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is true, but hopefully not. Hopefully um, not. <laughs> but they, I don't know, they, they scare me for some reason. It's just like this... Yeah, monster in space right it, you know? this unknown un, like unex, not unexplainable but like very difficult to understand monster yeah like i don't know how they're formed i mean i know how they're formed i don't know why that why happens, that ha though. right like a star collapses okay why does it do that yeah why <laughs> why is it why doesn't it just break apart and float away right why does it collapse in on itself into one point mm -hmm. i don't know the answer to that Just yeah I was about to say there's no way of knowing, but I'm yeah. sure there's a scientific explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd have to, like, study it. But... Right. And, ugh. Ugh. Not yeah. going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what learning? Ew. <laughs> okay, my next story is animal news. <laughs> this is from Newsweek.com. Um, and before I get into this, no one got hurt. This is a bear story. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Uh, the headline is, video captures hikers frantically running from grizzly bear. But they're um, fine. <laughs> but they're fine. Uh, a new video shows hikers in Glacier National Park in Montana frantically running away from a grizzly bear that appears to be charging at them. I watched the video. It's not continuously charging at them. It's like, it does one of those, like, um, I'm forgetting what it's called right now, but there's like, like a bluff charge that bears will do sometimes, apparently, that where they like start running for a second to kind of say like, Hey, like back off or whatever. Kind of like trying to scare you. Yes. Kind of like you would do to like a, if you saw it, like you, an animal or something. Yeah. And you were like, trying to, yeah. yeah. And you were trying to be like, Ugh, like, yeah. <laughs> like a faint, like a, huh. right. Yeah. Except they charge at you for like a couple seconds. 
Which that's is their version terrifying of that, because which they're is giant. terrifying. So it did that to a group of hikers. Okay. And it's on camera because there was these people, like, I guess they were hiking up a trail, like up this, I don't know, mountain or whatever. And the, the, there were these people <laughs> whatever. at the, whatever it was, a hill. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> Collection know. Collection of dirt. <laughs> they were up towards the top and they saw it and they saw the other people and they were like yelling down the like mountain, like, hey, there's a bear on the trail. Like, get off the trail. And so, like, they were, like, trying to, like, yell back and forth. And um, they started, like, videotaping it. Not sure why, but, um, yeah, so there's this video going viral now that's, like, you can see, like, it starts running at them. but the- And then they all start running, which is not what you're supposed to do. Mm. Um, but it didn't follow them. It, like, left and went the other way. Thank oh, goodness. Well, so that's good. nothing yeah. happened. They didn't actually, like, come in contact with it. It just, like, clearly saw them and, like, did that charge thing and then, like, left. And it's on a video, which is just one of those things you don't really, there's not videos of that, you know what I mean? Right, so, because usually you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to videotape this. Oh, let me videotape this. this. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But anyway, the, part of the reason I brought it is because I, could, I thought I would use this as an opportunity to talk about what you should not do if you encounter a bear during a hike. Oh, yeah. For all the times um, we've talked about bears, we've never really given any safety tips. I Yeah, I don't know that we have. Or if we have, it's been a really long time. So... Um, these are some recommendations from the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks website to minimize the likelihood of attack or chances of injury should you encounter a bear when you're hiking, which I know a lot of people are doing that kind of stuff nowadays, mm. especially this year. Um, so I, this is a not the entire list, but it's at the key points. Um, a, if you're going to be hiking in like bear country, take bear pepper spray with you just, as a, just in case because it's good to have. Um, don't be like threatening to a bear on purpose. Um, do not make eye contact with them. Back away slowly if possible. Keep a distance of at least a hundred yards if you can. One uh, thing they said too is that you could, which I didn't know this, you could, you can throw a backpack or another object like a hat or gloves on the ground as you move away to potentially distract the animal's attention. Like it might be like, Oh, what's that? And like Mm. go over and look at it like while you're leaving, which that was an interesting tip. Um, do not run from a bear. Running may trigger a natural predator-prey attack response, and a grizzly can easily outrun the world's fastest human. And I'm sure black bears can outrun you also. Probably. It said grizzly, but yeah. Definitely grizzlies are very fast. But yeah, don't run from them because they might just chase you just because that's a good thing. Um, they also said don't climb a tree because I thought they were going to say because bears can climb trees, but on this article it said that if you can get like above 10 feet off the ground before the bear reaches you, then like maybe that's okay. Maybe that only applies to grizzlies. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know if maybe they don't climb trees cause they're like too big, but black bears definitely climb trees. So right. I don't think that would apply to that type of bear, but probably just don't climb a tree. But in general, they say don't climb trees cause you have to get like really up high in it for it to even be successful. And like, can you even do that? I don't know. Yeah. That does make sense. Like getting like, 10 feet off the ground before it can reach you is probably going to be difficult if it's right. so fast and it could just like reach up the tree yeah. and grab you. Yeah. Also, if it actually is like charging at you and you have bear spray, you can like use that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but if it, you don't have that, or as another thing, you can either curl up in a ball or lie face down flat. And then it says like leave if you have a backpacker and stuff like leave it on as like protection just in case it like you know hits you or whatever um and then don't like look at it don't like try- make eye contact with it cuz that they're consider that threatening um it also said this if a black or grizzly bear attacks at night while you're in a tent 
fight back aggressively with whatever you have available to use as a defensive weapon or deterrent, the bear may be seeking food rather than trying to neutralize a threat. So if you fight back, you can like kind of show them like, oh, there's something dangerous here, and it probably mm-hmm. will just leave. Okay. That's for nighttime only, though. So during always, the day, always bring a baseball bat with you when you go yeah. camping. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hearing. Coated in bear spray. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, would, I do that anyway with all my baseball bats. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, this is a good practice. Just in case. Just yeah. in case yeah. you ever, you know. Yeah. yeah. My next story is random local news. This is from CBS. Pilots report seeing a guy in a jetpack near Los Angeles airport, but experts are skeptical. Um, <laughs> what? Your confusion is the correct response. Um... Yeah, I'm just going to read this and then we... we, Yeah. Uh, The Federal Aviation Administration said on Tuesday that they are investigating reports from airline pilots that a, quote, guy in a jetpack was flying close to their planes as they approached Los Angeles International Airport to land. (laughs) But one one jetpack expert told, (laughs) told CBS News he doubts the pilots actually saw the technology. Uh... So I guess you could be a jetpack jetpack expert. Uh, CBS Los Angeles obtained recordings of communications between the aircraft and the tower last weekend, which I will now do a dramatic reading of. Yes. Tower, American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack, a pilot said. American 1997. Okay, thank you. Were they off to your left side or your right side? The controller asked. Off the left side at about 300 yards or so, our altitude. The pilot said. Another pilot also reported a sighting. We just saw the guy pass us by in the jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> so there were two different pilots that both claimed they saw this guy in a jetpack. We just saw the guy in a jetpack. We just saw the guy pass us by in the jetpack. Um, so funny. Um, the, uh, but experts have responded to the report with skepticism. CBS News correspondent Chris Van Cleve reports that there does not appear to be a jetpack on the market that could get someone to an elevation of roughly 3,000 feet back to the ground safely. Uh, that would require a lot of fuel or a parachute, and no parachute was seen. Though, also from that exchange, I don't know how they drew that conclusion. Like, and didn't say anything about a parachute. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then David Mayman who is the CEO of LA-based Jetpack Aviation, said that Jetpack technology is not commonly available, so whoever flew this probably built it themselves, which leads him to believe it was more likely a large drone than a guy in a jetpack. Um, so that's like that his best guess as to what this was actually was, but it's like, how do you not oh, know? I... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. First of all, I also think it's someone that built something themselves. That was like the first thing I thought of. Uh-huh. Yeah, so especially if they were like flying in like an airspace where there's like these planes, like I just feel like right. that's something somebody would do that's just kind of going rogue with like right. the, the jetpack <laughs> technology. Jet <laughs> Apparently, the FBI has launched an investigation of this as well. So, really? Yeah, it's got like a full UFO wow. situation going on. Um, <laughs> just okay, that was so funny. <laughs> also, like getting to that elevation and then getting back down safely, like. You don't know what that guy had. Like, 
up his sleeve that right but it sounds like it would that, require right? a lot of fuel to get that high and then like oh. also be able to safely descend from that height it just from Wouldn't like really existing technology unless he's invented something truly amazing <laughs> um maybe he secretly invented like the jetpack of the future maybe yeah they're apparently also really loud the ones that do exist so it would have been really unlikely that somebody wouldn't have, like, spotted this person. Oh, like, on the ground? Like, even? on the ground, like, getting to the, like, just logistically it didn't make a lot of sense, but. But how did two pilots Two pilots see saw, it? saw a guy in a jetpack. Unless the second pilot was only saying it because the first pilot said it. Yeah, unless the pilots were making it up as, in, as a joke. I don't think you, Why would they I don't do think that? they'd make it up. I just mean, like, the second guy was like, oh, some other pilot saw a guy in a jetpack. That must be what I just saw. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, they saw something they and would, then they were like, they oh, I saw the guy in the jetpack. I don't think they would joke with air traffic control about that. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think they would either. So I'm like, that's not an that's option. That's incredibly I don't irresponsible. Think, yeah, I doubt. I don't think that would happen. Uh, do they, oh, so they when they say they think it was a drone, they think it was like a drone with something on it that looked like a person that wasn't actually a person? That's my best guess. And that seems to be what they think it was too, but. Okay. I don't know. I think it's a jetpack, man. I think it's a jetpack man, too. Yeah. I think somebody invented something. They invented a secret jetpack. Okay, my next story is health news. This is from smithsonianmag.com. And the headline is, Sleep Experts Make the Case Against Daylight Savings Time. Hmm. Sleep experts say that it's bad for us to lose an hour of sleep every year. I and agree. I agree with them. Yep. And that's the whole story. That's no, I, can, I can read more details. But yeah. That's all you need to know. Um, yes, daylight savings time, or DST, has been happening for decades. Experts have historically claimed that the practice, which has roots in the late 19th century, benefits society by expanding our sunlit hours and saving energy costs, although many others have called these benefits into question. Last week, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, or AASM, entered this debate calling for the end of DST-related time changes altogether. Um, they wrote in a statement in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine that the country should abolish seasonal time changes in favor of a fixed national year-round standard time. So according to AASM, uh, an abundance of accumulated evidence indicates that the acute transition from standard time to daylight savings time incurs significant public health and safety risks including increased risk of adverse cardiovascular events, mood disorders, and motor vehicle crashes. I've heard the last one, at least, for sure. Yeah, I hadn't. Which um, makes sense, though, because people's sleep yeah. gets thrown off, they're tired, and they're driving. Right. It's a bad combination. Uh, so one example was uh, a paper from the University of Colorado Boulder found that fatal car crashes rose by as much as 6% during the March Spring Forward work week. Um, when Americans lose an hour of sleep. That's a lot. It is a lot. I, it, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, that's it's a, not like... That's a statistically it's significant, significant yeah. amount. Yeah, and it's, that's not good. So um, the other thing, uh, there was another paper that found that uh, there was an 18% increase in medical errors related to human mistakes during the spring forward period. Because like, doctors are tired. Everyone's tired. Right. When people are tired, they make mistakes. And oh, medical mistakes is something that's actually like tracked and documented a lot, so that's probably why they have that data. Makes but sense, just like yeah. any professional is probably more likely to make mistakes when you're low on sleep, right? So like, oh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. So they like they published this whole thing that they're recommending that. So and now it's like in the science news, but like, is it actually going to happen? I don't know. But 
I would love to just get rid of that because it's really annoying. Yeah, I I I agree. Abolish it. I hate it. I hate it. It's it's the worst like weekend of yeah. <laughs> of the year is the one when we uh spring forward, right? Right. Yeah, because the fall, the falling back is fine, but yeah, right. if we could continuously fall what if we back just, an hour. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Every year we should just have fall back day, and it just falls back an hour, and then what? We just get an extra be... hour every year. We're just gonna like our day is gonna be like in the middle of the night because we just keep falling back an hour. I'm fine with it. Actually, no, that would probably lead to even <laughs> be more, such, more yeah, problems. That would probably not be good. People's circadian um, rhythms would be thrown completely off. But yeah, it's like I never. I didn't know. I mean, I guess you have heard about the car crashes. I didn't know that, but like, yeah. it makes total sense. So, oh yeah. Um, I am in support of this. Yeah, yeah. I think get rid of it. Let's let's get rid of it because yep. I love sleep. I don't know about you, but I love oh, sleep. So love sleep. It's like the older I get, the more I, no. I've always loved sleep. Mm. I was gonna say the older I get, the more I love sleep, and I'm like, no, no, yeah. I always love sleep. I think I appreciate it more, but I think I've always loved it. If that makes sense. All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look for stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. That's my son. <laughs> Ready, set, go! go! Uh, this is from CNN. Dancing with the Stars to feature a Backstreet Boy and a Tiger King star. Wait, which Guess who? one? Guess who it is. Is it the main? Wait, is it Carol Baskin? It's Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskin's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Carol Baskin oh is going to be on God. Dancing with the Stars. Uh, yeah, so. What? The, that this? show is going to get the most viewership it's oh, gotten ever. Yeah. I might actually tune in again. I I've, I've watched watch a season of this, or a season or two of this before. Yeah. I don't remember who was on that made me watch it before, but. Yeah, this is season 29 of Dancing with the Stars, which is too many. That's a lot. Um, they have a new host this year, Tyra Banks. Oh. So. Okay. Tom Bergeron was like the long-term host of it before. I don't hmm. know if you recognize his name. but No. Anyway, so I'm not going to read the entire list of stars because I don't know who most of these people are. <laughs> um, there is... They call her animal activist Carol Baskin, who also murdered her husband. Uh, <laughs> Disney Channel actress Sky Jackson. I've heard the name. I don't know who she is. Oh, I don't um, know who that is. Backstreet Boys singer AJ McLean, who hasn't, <laughs> yeah. who hasn't done anything since Backstreet Boys until now, I assume. I have no idea. That is so random. I love it. Um, let's see who else is in here. Uh Grammy-winning rapper Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> this show is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Oh, and Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir. Oh. who I, He's also been a commentator in recent years, I think. Cool. Um, yeah, and they also list the, the people who would be dancing with them, which mm. are the, professional normal, the normal professional dancer yeah. stars. Uh, so, yeah, the, the typical recognizable names from that, so... Yeah, uh, uh, I just how, <laughs> the fact that Carol Baskin. I just love the. I know it's the picture of her, <laughs> the but it's just like that. it just makes with me the, with the flower thing. With does the, she have that on her head? Yeah, she or? has the flowers yeah. on her head and like her her like tie dye shirt. It's just Carol Baskin is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. 
She's definitely like the jokey contestant that's going to get eliminated within the first couple of episodes, like no doubt. Well, oh yeah, I bet they're going to keep her though, like past at least episode one, just because oh, so many sure. people are going to watch because she's on it. Oh yeah, they'll definitely keep her past one, but she won't last long, unless she's secretly yeah, a really amazing dancer. dancer. We don't know. All right, my breaking news is actually from Delish.com. <gasps> Your favorite. My fave. Um, <laughs> this is. Have you seen Mean Girls? Oh yes. Okay, I just double checking because sometimes I don't know. Yes, of course I have. Many times. Just so much. Yeah. Uh, Pillsbury Toaster Strudel has decided to release a Mean Girls Toaster Strudel box. Because it's referenced in the movie, right? It is referenced in the movie. Isn't like Uh, uh, Gretchen? Gretchen's dad dad invented Toaster toaster Strudel. strudel. Yep. And there's a line in the movie that is... My father, the inventor of Toaster Strudel, is not going to be very happy to hear about this. Yeah! You knew the line! Was that it? It wasn't exactly the (laughs) words, but basically yes. Um... (laughs) Like, that's, like, an iconic line from the movie. And so they're releasing, like, a Mean Girls-themed <laughs> box now with pink icing. And also, um, there's this contest going on, and they're calling it the Most Fetch Toaster Strudel Icing Sweepstakes, where contestants will make their best icing designs using the limited edition pink icing. And I guess you submit it somewhere. And then there's going to be three grand prizes. It didn't say where, yeah, so just do I'm it assuming the Pillsbury find, website will say They'll find it. <laughs> They'll find it. Just, just do it at home and they'll know. Just do it. Leave it out. They'll find it. You have to leave it out for the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> uh, so three grand prize winners oh, will get a personalized video message from the actress that played Gretchen in the movie, oh, whose no. name is Lacey Shabert. I don't For some know reason, that makes me sad. Wait, why does that make you sad? It's like, oh, that's all she, that's what she's doing now. Oh, because, because she's not doing anything? Yeah. I don't know. If you're, like, a huge fan of this movie, that'd be cool, I think. No, it'd be really cool. Um, you can win one year's worth of Toaster Strudel. Oh, wow. Uh, and then some Mean Girls merchandise, too. Wow. That's, so. I wonder why now. They also commented on that in this, and the author of this article was like, I don't know, but huh. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm always okay with Mean Girls. So. Yeah. No one knows why they're doing it right now. It's kind of random. I watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in a while. I would watch it again, too. I haven't seen that in years. Love that movie, though. It's so funny. A lot of it holds up surprisingly well, too. (laughs) Yeah, I bet it does. We actually watched it in health class in my high school. Hmm. Because, like, our teacher used it as, like, a discussion about, like, like different issues, like, bullying and, like, different stuff like that. Like, we we had, like, a, like, an actual productive, I'm air quotes, productive. (laughs) Underage drinking. uh, Yeah, (laughs) like, about, like, healthy and unhealthy things in high school and stuff like that after it. But we got to watch the movie in in health, and I remember that was just really fun. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.